It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. My and our favor. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing absent from your lives that are needed. Three times three, some would it be, but it's the fourth turning that releases the key. I am that I am, and you are that you are. That is enough. I come to you on the level. I will be plumb with my words, and I will leave you in the square. And it harm none. Do as you will. And a word of warning to those who evil would do. Send it toward me or those that I protect. And seven times seven times seven. Your intentions, your intent will be returned to you. All right, folks. This one here, we're going to cover protection. We're going to cover protection. All right. We're going to cover how do you protect yourself if you're going to be doing these things. All right. First thing I'm going to tell you is study. Study everything that you want. Honest to goodness truth, spend all the money you want, waste all the time you want, use somebody else's sigils if you want, use somebody else's seals if you want, have at it. Do you hear the sarcasm and the irony in my tone? Go ahead, use somebody else's stuff. I'm going to talk more about this later. But go ahead, use somebody else's stuff and see where it nets you. Oh, man, I feel like it boomeranged on me. Well, what the hell did you use? Oh, I used this thing that I found in a book. Really? What book? Oh, I don't remember. I just found this book, and it was drawn in there, so that's what I used. Would you know what was in the, what symbols were used? Oh, no, I don't remember. Did you find out what the symbols were before you used them? Uh, uh, what? Huh? What you talking about? Folks. <sighs> In one of my other segments, I talked about focus as far as doing your research and your preparation. Knowing what you're about to do. If you're using somebody else's stuff, you have no idea what you're about to do. None whatsoever. And I'm going to get into that. This one here is about protecting yourself. All right. And then uh, just to give you kind of a heads up. Um. I'm going to do scams, cons, lies, liars, thieves, and scoundrels, and conjurers. That'll be the next one. And then after that, I'm going to do one that's called preparing for magic. Things you need to do. Then I've got... I made outlines, you guys. So if you hear any dyslexia kick in, I'm sorry. Then I'm going to do one that's all about making your own sigils and candles and other things. Then I'm going to do one that's all about timing. When do you do magic? Then I've got one that's getting ready. I've got it outlined. It's called Other Things Used in Magic. And it'll cover like oils and incense and plants and stones and metals and crystals and biologicals, possessions, charms. I also got another one I'm going to talk about how to use plants, very specifically how to use plants when you're doing magic. I've got one that's going to be evocation and invocation. How to use audio and video. And then I've got major and minor magics. Um, Talk about how numbers affect what you do. And then I've got one that's going to be about journals, grimoire, texts, and tomes. So that'll kind of tell you what's coming. And I'm just getting started, you all. I told you. I'm going to do this series. I'm going to give you all the knowledge that you need to either behave yourself or get in trouble. That's completely up to you. You walk your path, I walk mine. But I'm not going to hold anything back. I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm not going to lie to you or sell you anything. I will say, you'll see on every one of these, I've got, buy me a coffee so I can upgrade my technology. All right. That's all I'm going to say. 
I'm going to save you a fortune by showing you that you don't have to go anywhere or buy any of this crap. You can do it yourself with very little expense involved. All right? It's that simple. <laughs> very little expense. You know, I can do a major spell for 20 bucks. <laughs> I can do a huge spell for $20 worth of stuff. <laughs> it might be even overboard. <laughs> okay? I don't need a $20 book. And when I get done here, if you take notes or if you take this playlist and download it. See, if you go to my Spreaker page, you can download this for free, by the way, you all. I don't know about the other podcast repeater sites. So if you're picking me up on Podcast Addict or whatever, I don't know if you can download for free. Uh, but if you want this series and you want to preserve it so that you can go back and listen to it, download it. I'm giving it away. All I ask is if you find what I'm giving you valuable, buy me a $5 cup of coffee. All of it adds up. If you got more to give me, give me. I am trying to raise $2,600 so that I can get the satellite put in for my internet feed, which will allow me to do more live programs as guest and on my own. It'll also allow me to create and upload content much faster. That is the biggest delay for me right now as far as getting you all content is speed with which that I can convert and upload, all right? Um, but the $2,600 pays for the satellite, installation, equipment, all the other stuff, and a year, all right? Plus, it buys me a new digital recorder that will allow me to operate at high speeds. The one that I have now is great for recording and, and doing what I'm doing, but it will not let me operate at high speeds. It's just not, it's just not built for that. And it has a compressor and a... Uh, well, it has a suppressor and a, a suppressor and a compressor built into it, so you won't be getting my S's the way that you do, and you won't get so much rumble. Um, and it's cheap. I'm not buying like an $800 setup, you all. It, it's like $120 with the uh, ability to convert. And then I found a, a laptop computer that will do exactly what I need. Nothing fancy because I'm not doing graphics or video games or any of that for $289. All right, it will do what I need, and I have a friend who's an IT specialist who will get me the audio uh, equalizer so that I can take care of it, uh, and editor, by the way, which I probably will never do because I want you all to have me just the way I am. Um, I don't want anybody to think that I'm anything different than I am. But with the new digital recorder that is actually analog to digital, which I love, and the laptop and the satellite i can do i you wouldn't believe how much stuff i've got loaded i just can't get it uploaded all right I, i'm telling you all i'm going to do three or four times as many programs this year as i did last year if the if i can get the service in order to get it uploaded all right all that being said if you can help me help me um if you really want to help somebody who actually has needs and how many people will you ever hear say this to you? If you really want to help somebody who has an actual need, and I'm talking about a need, that would be my buddy Patrick from Patrick on Tuesdays, or Tuesdays with Patrick. You can go to any of my Tuesdays with Patrick podcasts, and in the description you will find his PayPal. And uh, because of a lot of circumstances... Anything that he can get, $5, $10, $20, is a huge boon to him. All right? So, uh, makes no never mind to me. Help me help him. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll tell you flat out, he needs your help to help him stay afloat. I am trying to improve my technology, which can wait. Man, uh, and thank you in advance. Now, all that being said, let's talk about protection. Um, first things first, don't use anybody else's, all right? Flat out, don't use anybody else's. Oh, well, I have this amulet. Oh, I have this talisman. Oh, I have this coin. You know, I know a lot of Catholics that carry around a St. Anthony or Mary or whatever, okay? They carry around a coin. Well, first of all, that is an idol that is a representation of an idea. It is not the actual whatever, all right? They got Michael and and uh, Gabriel and whatever, okay? And it has a sigil on it that you have no idea where it came from. 
All right. So if you want to carry around somebody else's sigil and somebody else's magic, because it's creating a belief in you and it's bending you to their will, you want to carry somebody else's around and use it, have at it. Just remember the strings that are attached to it. All right. And I just picked that because I, I, that's a really good example. But you can go anywhere. You can go into a Wiccan shop. You can go into a uh, Spellcraft shop. You can go into a New Age shop. And they got all kinds of charms and gems and all kinds of shit that they'll sell you. Uh, almost all of them have some kind of a sigil on them or a symbol. Almost all of them have uh, an idol, you know, carving of, of whatever god or whatever on it. Okay? If you don't know what that is that's on that, why would you carry it? And why would you buy something like that when you are you? You're not me. You're not the guy standing next to you at checkout. You're not the guy behind the counter. You're not the magician that's doing his practices upstairs using your energy when you walked into the, into the smell of the incense. I'm giving you guys secrets as I talk. And that was one of them. When you walk into a New Age shop and you can instantly smell the aroma of an oil or an incense, you're walking into somebody else's magic. If you are not personally prepared for walking into that zone by having your own protection, then you have left yourself open to be manipulated. All right? There are certain smells, certain colors. There are certain smokes from incense and or whatever that can be put into the air That'll make you buy things. That'll make you more influenceable. That is magic. That is using science and art to influence you. And you, most of the people who listen to me are completely unaware of that. Let me give you a very good example of how scent works against you. Almost every store that you go into today has bananas up front. And the minute you walk in the door, there will be bananas close. Or they will be in the first aisle that you usually go to. Why? Because the way the stores are set up, you either go in and go to the left, or you go in and you go to the right. You go all the way through the store and come back out. So if you go in and go to the right, that will be the fresh produce, and there will be a big pile of bananas there if they can get them. All right? If you're over in Europe and some other places, you go in and you go to the left. There will be a big pile of bananas if they can get them. The reason why is because when bananas are ripening, they put off a scent. A lot of it is like a pheromone more than a smell. Okay, it's more like a pheromone than a smell. But what they release, the the olfactory system that you have perceives that as a comfort. <laughs> and subconsciously lulls you. And stores that have their bananas placed in that pl in that in that particular placement have higher sales. All right? That is science and art working against you. Why is it science? Because they have studied the effect of the pheromone that the bananas put off when they're ripening. And they have studied the art of presentation and location. It's that simple. Okay, so when you walk into a New Age shop or a Wiccan shop or a Spellcraft shop, and the first thing you smell is incense, do you now understand why that incense is in the air? Always. Now, that being said, here we go. Make your own amulet, amulet. All right, I don't give a damn what you do. Uh, go buy some copper. Go buy uh, some. Go buy some copper. Go buy a silver necklace, a silver chain, and put a hook on it. You know, a, a hook through it, made out of copper. Um, you know, find a stone that you like. Any stone that has that your intuition tells you is good, right? Any stone, doesn't matter what color, doesn't when you touch it, you will know. When you see it, you should know. But when you see it and then touch it, hold it in your hand, your left hand. When you hold it in your left hand, you will know that this is yours. Now, you may find five or six over time, and you may change them out depending on what you're doing. All right? But you find your own amulet. Now, you might find something you like. Really good example is I've got a friend who loves to wear Thor's hammer around his neck. What did he do? He took it home and he etched on the back of it. And I will not say what he etched. It's not a, nobody's, nobody's business but his. The fact that he showed me, you know, whatever. But he etched something on the back of it. And then he put it on his own chain. 
all right, which was made out of a leather tie, by the way. He has to change it on a regular basis, but he made it out of leather. That way the chain was not affecting him, right? And then he took it all and he put it in a sacred bundle, for lack of a better word. He smudged it. He waited a week, he took it out, and he smudged it again. Then he took it out and he stuck it in salt water. I'm talking about the amulet itself. Stuck it in salt water. And he knew it would tarnish it. He didn't care. All right? And then the last week, he stuck it, he took it out of the salt water, and he smudged it again before he started wearing it. See, he didn't just take it home and put it on. He didn't put it on the minute he bought it. This is something you all need to learn, and you need to understand. If you bring something into your home or into your space and you use it immediately, you are bringing everything that's attached to it. I will tell you this. I do not watch a video the minute I buy it. I do not listen to the music the minute I buy it, all right? What I do is I bring it home and I have a place that it is set aside. In that space, I have my particular setup, and uh, I let it set for at least four days before I use it, all right? It's that simple. Four days in that space to clear it and cleanse it of anything that might be attached to it. That, that's, that's minimum four days, you know? minimum of four days when you talk about certain studios that make movies and certain recording artists and certain recording studios even more so if i buy something that is associated with them a lot of times i will buy it i spent thirty dollars on a on a uh, cd set all right i spent thirty dollars because i really like the music but i also know that it comes from tavistock group all right it's that simple they come from tavistock i brought it home I put it in there, and it sat there for a full four weeks before I opened it. <laughs> and then before I played it, I smudged it. All right? It's that simple. Y'all have to think about this. Everything that you bring into your home has some kind of attachment to it. Now, people say, oh, I, I, I just bought this at the store today, and I ate it. Well, I'll tell you what. If you are running so short of time that you have to buy something at the store, bring it home and immediately eat it, you're making yourself more sick than you need to be. All right? Because you're bringing all the energy with it, and you're immediately consuming it. You know, I keep a, a piece of tobacco in the back of my refrigerator. I have tobacco in my cabinets. I have pieces of tobacco on my shelves. We rotate everything, and we make sure that we're not going to be into it for at least four days. All right? And I smudge my home. When I go to the grocery store, if I make a big buy and I bring all those groceries into the house, I get it all put up, and then I smudge my refrigerator and the shelves that it sits on. And I still wait four days to use it. All right? Period. Exclamation point. I'm trying to emphasize this in a much longer format than I need to, to emphasize to you the importance of disconnecting energy ties to things that you bring into your life. All right? It's that simple. It is that simple. All right? And it's, it's also a matter of how you connect to things. For me, I have no connection to cash. All right? So you give me a $1 bill, a $20 bill, a $100 bill, it, it makes no damn difference to me. It's just a tool. To me, when you hand me cash, it is a nail. For Actually, <laughs> it's the nail and the hammer. All right? So when you give me cash, I have no attachment to it. It, it. it is just a nail that I'm going to put in a piece of wood in order to finish a project that I need. I have no emotional attachment to it. I have no physical attachment. I, it's just a tool that I'm going to use. And it's a temporary tool. It's not even one of my good ones. All right? So you, you, you can do things like that with certain items like, like cash. Cash is not yours. Cash is something that you are using temporarily to drive a nail. And that nail could be purchasing something, food, purchasing tires, purchasing gasoline, whatever. But it's not yours. It is a tool that you have been temporarily given. You should have no attachments to cash whatsoever. Now, I will say that you should have more attachment to the use of cash than digital. But that's a whole different subject. Um, you wouldn't know if I didn't tell you, but I am going to take a short break. I got to get wet my whistle. I will be right back. But anyway, when I talk about making your own amulet, you know, there are different words that people use. Amulet, pendant, charm, whatever. Make your own. All right. Um, 
purchase what you connect to and then add effect all right so you you find a you find a uh, stone just a stone that you like all right you're like wow i really like that all right so bring it home set it aside let it sit you know um some stone you can take a piece of emery it's actually an emery block and you can shape it i mean even the hardest stone can be shaped and smoothed so make it your own then find yourself some copper wire or some uh, silver wire that they use for making jewelry and make your own it's that simple you know it doesn't have to be anything fancy put it on a leather tie you know you can buy yourself a little roll of leather fairly cheap um or buy a chain and and do it that way however you want to do it but you know what i'm trying to emphasize is is you make your own all right and even if you buy something you know it's that's fine buy something but then add the effect so what you do is you take something that you buy and uh i'll get into a lot of other a lot of this in in other details as far as making charms how to make a charm how to uh, make a protective amulet i mean basically it's all the same um it's the same process with different intentions but uh would you buy what you connect to somebody say oh well you can't use that kind of stone because it does this and this and this bullshit you need to trust your intuition you think about all these people who have written all these books all this time and made all this money and you, i can find you 20 different books that have 20 different implications for what each stone or each kind of crystal or each rock does okay uh, if this was a set science why are there 20 writers over the course of 100 years that tell you 20 different things it's because they're selling their book right uh, well i got this book and i tried this and it don't work well it's because you are not the person that wrote the book and the person who wrote the book may not have any damned idea what they're talking about they're just selling you shit they read it changed it up a little bit and are selling you their bullshit <laughs> all right um and i'm gonna get to that i i told you what's coming up here pretty soon matter of fact the next podcast on raven's real magic is going to be about the con men and the charlatans all right um so you purchase what you connect to when you see something and you connect to it now I don't want you to connect to Thor's hammer because you saw a Marvel comic or you saw a damn movie. All right. If you see Thor's hammer and you connect to it visually and energetically, you'll know the minute you put it in your left hand. If it feels right, it feels right. If it feels wrong, you'll know it right away. As long as you're paying attention. If you buy something, you know, I don't care if you spent $10,000 on the damn thing. If you bought if you bought something for $10,000 and the minute you got it in your house, you felt uncomfortable and that was the thing that's causing you uncomfortable, throw it in the fucking garbage. After you put it in a bag full of salt, <laughs> I'll get to that too, all right? Um, uh, that's coming up pretty soon um, in this podcast. Anyway, uh, you know, no matter what you do, if you take possession of something and you feel like it's taking possession of you and it's changing your energy in a bad way then it is obviously not for you now you could wrap that up in a white cloth with some salt and set it aside in your space which i'm going to get to too you got to have a space that's in in the preparation for magic um but you could wrap that up in a cloth with some salt and put it aside. That is not for you. You do not want it to interfere. You don't put it with your other stuff that you use all the time. You have a, a space that you put it in. And you might find somebody that you know that that will work for eventually. Nothing wrong with that. But you don't put it in with your other stuff that you use regularly. And you don't use it. It's that simple. Um, don't trust magazines, New Age shite, or anybody else to pick something for you. You pick with your intuition. All right? You pick with your intuition. You have the knowing. Sometimes it almost feels like a, a. Sometimes it almost feels like an electric charge pulling you toward it, like a magnet. 
You know, don't let your eyes judge. Let your senses judge. All right? It's an intuition. Um, and you may not have any idea. All right? You may be drawn to something, and you know that you have to have it for whatever reason, or that it's going to be useful to you for whatever reason. You get it home, you got no idea what you're going to use it for, right? Same process. Wrap it in a piece of white cloth and put it in that separate space from the stuff you use all the time and wait until you know what it's for. Very good example. And uh, everybody says, oh, that's so different. No, everything. Every time that you put all these separate things into separate boxes, you are blinding yourself. I'm going to give you a really good example. I found some pipe stones. All right. I found some pipe stone. Well, when I found the pipe stone, I had no idea what I was going to do with it. I really didn't because I had quit making pipes a long time ago. And I'm talking about set down prayer pipes. I'm not talking about weed pipes. I, I don't. I will tell you right now, if you ever get a pipe that I have made and you smoke weed in it, I can't help you because that is the one thing that I have told everybody who has come to me for a pipe is if you take this, do not put marijuana in it. That's not what it's for. It is for prayer and ceremony. It is not for smoking weed. I can tell you right now, one guy took one of my pipes. Please notice I didn't sell him, sell it to him. He took it. And uh, he came back and he brought me, I think it was like four twisted tobacco and a small box of cigars and and uh, a little thing of uh, replacements for my Dremel. I thought, man, that's cool. You didn't have to do that. Hell, tobacco would have been fine. But anyway, I mean, he, he made a good, he made what he judged to be a good trade. He brought that stuff to me, and then he took his pipe. I never said a word except, do not put marijuana in this thing. All right, so what's he do? He takes it home, out of state, to where he lived, and he smokes marijuana in it. That same week, he gets a speeding ticket. After having drank enough that he wasn't drunk but he didn't pass the breathalyzer he lost his driver's license his car all the court shit lost his job you know here you go back to that warning thing that i said you know i warned do not send bad intent toward me you know if you want to do evil <laughs> don't send it toward me seven times seven times seven your intent and intentions will return to thee right Anyway, so, you know, you, you pick with your gut, all right? I made a bunch of different kinds of sit-down, you know, prayer and ceremonial pipes. And the, he picked with his gut, and then he did exactly the opposite of what I told him. I can't help you. Sorry. <laughs> um, but don't let anybody else pick something. And if somebody's giving you a gift, you need to think about strings attached. Gifts are not free, you all. Gifts are not free. You know, let me give you a very good example, and I don't mean to upset anybody, but when you take your sweetheart candy and flowers, that's not free. It might be because you really care about her, and, and she might really, really appreciate it, but, you know, uh, you're hoping for something in return. Even if you're an older gentleman, you're still wanting her company. Right? Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean sex, but you definitely want her attention. So, you know, you can say what you want about intentions. But subconsciously, you know that if you give her chocolates and roses, she's going to spend some time with you. One way or the other. <laughs> At least you hope. Um, so when people give you a gift, you need to be very, very careful. Especially depending on what it is. You know, if it's crystal or it's a stone or it's got a sigil or, or a carving on it. You know, why are they giving me this? What does it mean? And don't take their word for it, because they may not know. Absolutely. Oh, I saw this, and I thought you might like it. Well, okay, they, it was a sincere gift. They thought you might like it. But what the hell's on it? Does that sigil say, your energy to me? <laughs> your, your favor to me? Your life energy to me? You have no idea what that stuff says. So you want to say, make your own. Um, you know, pick with your intuition and your guts. Now, 
I'm going to go through a, a few things while I'm, and I'll go through some more of this when I start talking about crystals and stones and things like that. But when you're making something for protection, black onyx works two ways, you all. All right. And this is almost universal. Black onyx will keep your energy inside you. So somebody does something really stupid, you don't reach out and tag them with, with prana accidentally or, or key, however you want to say it. If You know, I see a lot of younger people and I'm thinking, man, he needs a black onyx ring or she needs a black onyx ring. Just a little band, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but black onyx, black onyx helps retain your energy. Okay. And uh, it's almost universal. There are a few people that I found that it doesn't work. But the other thing that black onyx does is it absorbs negative shit that's being sent toward you. So if you're wearing a black onyx ring on whatever hand is comfortable and somebody tries to ping you with bad juju, you know, whatever, woo, you know, believe me, don't believe me, I don't care, no or don't know. But if somebody's, you know, trying to send their bad juju at you, a black onyx ring or a piece of black onyx in a charm around your neck, there you go. <laughs> Fire opal. If you happen to be a very highly charged individual, fire opal will amplify, actually opal in general, but fire opal, holy moly. Um, any kind of opal will amplify your energy, but it has to be touching your skin, all right? Or it has to be in some kind of like ring or something that is a conductive metal like stainless steel. Stainless steel and sterling silver. Y'all, everybody talks about silver and gold. I'm telling you right now, sterling silver and stainless steel Oh, <laughs> you talk about conductive. Um, or copper. You know, copper has the, uh, the bad effect of, of, of uh, greening, tarnishing. But it, it's, an, it's a fantastic conductor. But fire opal and opal, if you are a high energy person and you're able to focus your energy here, is your warning. You have to be able to focus your energy. Fire opal on either hand is amazing please notice i said on either hand you can't have it on one or the other you have to wear it on both all right you always want to balance with with something that that you can use to amplify your energy in a in a positive high charge way you want to make sure you're balanced because you don't want to blow out your right hand because you didn't balance with your left very good example is fire opal on the left hand and black onyx on the right that is actually a really good balance. Okay? I'm giving you little hints. But see, you're going to find out that this doesn't always work for you. Now, I can talk about coral. Coral, man. Coral. And uh, I'm trying to remember what the red one's called. Like I said, I just kind of did outlines. I didn't write everything down. But coral and the red one that goes with coral. A lot of times you'll see rings made with, with a... They're made like a wedding band, but they're triangles. And you'll have the coral on one side and the red on the other. Man, why can't I not remember what that's called? It's just in my head and it went away. I'm already on to the next thing. I, I can't talk as fast as I'm thinking. But anyway, coral is an amazing one. You get a nice, you know, $20 ring that has coral in it. You put one on one hand and one on the other. Oh, it's a very earthy balance. And it has good, now, for most people. Remember, I have said there are always exceptions. You know, if you are a sky person, earth magic and earth-based amulets aren't going to work very well with you. And if you're an earth-based person, it's, the sky stuff's not going to work very w well with you. If you are a water-based person, wind stuff is not going to work very well with you. And if you are a wind person, water-based things will not work very well with you. All right? There's a balance to be found in there. Um, there is a balance to be found in there. A very good example is, is I, I have some very odd tattoos. Um, and my tattoos are always in balance. I have earth, air, fire, and water. And they are offset to each other so that they always negate each other. But I honor all four. All right? And the way that they are on me is that they actually offset each other so that they negate each other. But they give honor to them. 
Um, you know, I wear magic, you all. I don't just... I wear my amulet, my protection on my skin. But I also wear my magic on my skin. Somebody asked me specifically about diamonds. Let me say it to you this way. The only proper use for diamonds is industrially. Okay? It's that simple. If you want to make a laser, diamonds work. If you want to grind into something really hard, diamonds work. Diamond dust works. But uh, as far as any actual value for magical use, nah. I have never found a practical use for diamonds at all. I do not know what it is about their structure. I do not understand why something that hard. Um, I would say it's because of its inflexibility. All right. Um, let me explain this to you. Diamonds. Okay. You got a solid window in your house made out of glass. The glass is always slipping just a little bit. The problem is, is that its molecular structure, though it is liquid, um, is so rigid and so slow in its movement that you don't ever actually see it move, even though it's doing it the whole time you have it. Okay? Um, it's that simple. Now, diamonds are the same way. They are extremely slow in their movement. And they're extremely hard. You have stone that's that way too. But I will tell you, I have never found a practical use for diamonds. Ever. Um, I will make one exception to that. The only place that I can ever remember seeing anything esoterically about the use of diamonds is in time magic. But... It's a very specific thing, and it's not practical. I mean, really, it's just not practical. Um, and most people wouldn't want to do it anyway. But uh, I have never found a practical use for diamonds. I mean, you know, look, the only reason why diamonds have any real value at all is because they are held in vaults, and they are religiously you know, controlled as far as accessibility and production and availability. That is the only reason why a diamond has any value. How valuable are diamonds really? If you take a diamond and gold ring into a hack shop, they'll take the diamond and throw it in the fucking trash and take the gold to a melter. Alright? So... Like I said, there is one application that I have read about a very, very long time ago for use of diamonds, but it's fairly impractical, and uh, it also re involves a couple other things, and having read about it, I don't see it as being a practical solution to anything. Not today, anyway. The uh, method by which it was used is no longer available. Let me just say it that way. Um, quartz, <laughs> y'all, quartz is as variable as it is in color, quartz is as variable in use as it is in color, you got rose, and you got rose and pink and red and, and, uh, orange and white and clear, and, uh, y'all, there are so many different shades of quartz, uh, you got a purple, you got a bluish, you got a reddish, orange, yellow, I think there's a green. Anyway, my whole point here is, is when you start looking at quartz, as far as crystals go, they vary widely by the color. And more importantly, you all, they vary widely by the person who's using it. I can tell you right now, there are a lot of people who can use a certain type of quartz in a certain way. Whereas I try to do the same thing with it and I just burn the thing up and it, you know, fractures or whatever. It doesn't work that way for me. Alright? So, when it comes to quartz, there is a huge variance of what you use it for by the color that it is. But there's also a huge variance by the person who is actually using it. Alright? It's that simple. 
you might pick up a piece of quartz and say, man, I know exactly what to do with this. And it may be the exact opposite of what a hundred books say. Remember what I said about your intuition, your gut, your connection to things? You pick up a piece, I'm just going to pick one. You pick up a piece of rose quartz, and it looks like a shabby, jagged, not quite, it's got fractures, whatever, okay? It's something that yay nuts over at the counter would never use because it's not perfect, and it's the wrong color, and it's the wrong shape, all right? might be for him, but if you saw it, and you said, whoa, I know exactly what to, and he put it in your hand, and you're like, man, I know exactly what to use this for, right? What the hell difference does it make what I would use it for? Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you all? You you get a book, and it says, oh, you use this for that, and this for that, and that for this, and this, that, 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 bullshit, y'all. When you, something else I want to say before I go any further is when you walk into a place, don't touch everything. First of all, you don't know who's already touched it. And I'm not talking about cooties. I'm talking about energy, which is the worst kind of cooties. You have no idea who's touched it. You have no idea who processed it, how it was handled, what was put on it. You know, there are people who put charges on things and sell them in their shops. Why the hell do you want to go around touching shit? Seriously, I will walk through a lot of shops and I will look and I will never touch one single thing. I never even get close. I just look at it and uh, go on about my business. I might walk through 10 shops and never touch anything, never be even be interested. And then I go into the shop way down here on the end of nowhere and there's this little piece of wood that somebody's carved into a, to make it look like a, uh, I don't know. They've carved it and made it look like a, a uh, cigar, but it's a piece of wood. <laughs> like, wow. Huh. I pick it up. I say, huh, I'm taking this home. All right. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I might walk through a hundred shops, handcrafted, most delicate well-made crafts that you've ever seen and never touch a thing i go over to this one shop and this guy's got this box that he's made and it is like the ugliest damn box you've ever seen in your life it's got some hinges on it it's got a little uh, uh hasp on the front of it that you, you can close and put a little lock in if you want or just you know slip a piece of wood through it to keep it closed it's just the ugliest damn thing you've ever seen and uh, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I pick it up. I go up to the counter, and he goes, oh, man, I thought I'd never sell that thing. It's just awful. Here, uh, I'll take a dollar for it. All the rest of them on the shelf were like 20 and $30. And uh, I've had that thing for 10 years now, close to. And, uh, you know, I'm just telling you all, it's what you connect to. So, uh, I got time. I'm going to go ahead and cover this. Let's talk about sealing things, all right? When you set aside a space to do magic, you want to make sure you seal that space. Um, you want to make sure your living space is sealed. You want to make sure your property is sealed. You want to make sure you are sealed, all right? And there's a lot of ways to do this, but let's just talk about, let's start with the macro and go down. So, your property. All right, I've already told you in the other one how to cleanse. You smudge your property. And you can use frankincense and myrrh. You can use sage and sweetgrass and cedar. You can, you can use an incense. Remember, it's your intent. But the reason why you want something that smokes and uses air is because why? Using air spreads the energy. Hmm. Right? All right, so... When you're talking about your property, the way that you seal your property off from things, and there's a couple of different ways to do it, all right? First way is, is you just take some nice old salt of any kind. I like Epsom salt personally because it has dual purpose. But you take Epsom salt and you mix it in a five-gallon bucket of water. You pour that really, you don't want it super briny, but you want it, you want it to be able to taste the salt really good. Right? Just put it on your tongue. You taste the salt really good. You put it in a pump sprayer if you got one. They cost about 10 bucks. 
it's a gallon pump sprayer. You pump the damn thing up, you go around the outside of your property and you spray. <laughs> How's that for easy? You buy a big bag of Epsom salts. Um, I do suggest that you get the lavender if you're going to spray it around the outside of your property. Buy lavender specifically for that. Why? Because lavender keeps pests out of your garden and other things away. So by spraying lavender Epsom salts, you get a dual use. You get a lavender scent that keeps shit out of your yard that you don't want, like biting bugs and mosquitoes and other uh, pests. But you also get the Epsom salts. The salts create an electric charge. It's like putting up an electric fence that nobody can see. All right? A lot of times what I'll do is I'll use the Epsom salts with lavender, and I'll add table salt without iodine. All right? I'll add table salt without iodine. And I make it really salty. Now, so it says, well, you put all that salt on the ground and it'll kill the plants. I'm spraying it around the outside edge of my property, you all. Okay? So, and the Epsom salts is actually good for plants. I don't know if y'all knew that. But anyway, the reason why you put the salt on the ground is because salt on the ground creates an electric barrier. Think about it. Salt water. What happens if you put an electrode on salt water? Um, I don't know if you remember the old movie, but they used salt water, briny water, to torture people with electricity. You know, salt water carries a charge better than water. So uh, you spray the outside of your property. If you don't have a sprayer, go to a cheap store and buy yourself a watering can. Just a cheap-ass plastic watering can that you'd use on plants. Mix your stuff in a, in a big bucket or in the can, whatever, and then walk around the property and do it. I always start from the back of the property and work my way to the front. I want to give everything a chance to leave, right? Um, when you talk about your living space, salt along your window sills, your door jams. Um, first, I, first, I smudge my house, all right? Once my house is smudged and I have smudged all the way out to the end of my, my deck, then what I do is I come back and I put salt and Epsom salt. I mix the two of them. And I put them along all my window ledges, all the way around the foundation of my house, all the way around the outside of my deck. Salt. All right. Now, your spell space. I highly recommend that you find a cheap oil. I don't care what kind of oil it is. Corn oil, since you can't really eat the shit, it's bad for you, right? Corn oil. Find some corn oil. Make it really salty. <laughs> Again, salt. Get you some corn oil. Make it really, really salty. Get you a paintbrush. Paint the inside of the window ledges. Paint the inside of the window ledges. Go all the way around the baseboard of the room. Across the doorway. All the way around the doorway. You want the doorway completely sealed. All right? You want the door jam and all the way around the doorway sealed. All the way around the baseboard, even in the closet, you all, you can't leave that space open. You can go across the front of the closet, but you can't leave that space open. You want a complete seal around the room. All right? Somebody says, well, what about the ceiling? The line carries upward. Now, if you really insist, you can get up and along the ceiling board where it meets the wall... You can put another line, but you don't have to. The main thing is to, to make a closed circuit. So you start by going, uh, you start at the door to the room. You go all the way around the room. If you don't want to go into the closet and do it, go across the closet. Make a line. Go all the way along the wall, all the way around back to the door, and then go all the way around the door jam. All right? And make sure you go all the way around the windows. Not just the bottom. You have to go all the way around the windows. And the reason why I say to use oil is why? Because it doesn't just go away. You could use anything else, but if you use oil, it will leave that seal. Some people say it has to be olive oil. Bullshit. Buy the cheapest fucking oil you can that will hold the salt. All right? <laughs> just buy the cheapest oil that you can that will hold the salt. And you use that oil salt mix to seal your room. All right? And if you're going to keep your stuff, like, in the closet or in a dresser or in, or in something in that room, that's going to be your magical space. 
you make sure that that room is sealed at least once a week. Once a week, you go around and reseal that room. All right? Now, as far as sealing yourself goes, sealing yourself is what I was talking about before with the preparation and the cleansing. You want to meditate. By meditating, you're increasing your energy. You are sealing yourself. All right? And I can't really go any further than that because it varies on what you're doing. All right? Um, if you're going to... Anyway. Basic method for sealing yourself is keeping yourself healthy, keeping yourself clean of toxic foods and garbage additives and stuff like that, and meditation, keeping your system cleansed and keeping your energy levels up, all right? Real energy. I'm not talking about physical energy. I'm talking about the real energy that you are. If you keep your real energy maintained, your physical energy will be maintained as well, all right? It's that simple. It is that simple. So... I always say to try to dedicate spellcraft, spellcraft space. If you have the room for it, do it. If you do not have a specific place to do it, you need to have a specific place to keep your stuff separate from everything else. Your candles, your, your writing utensil, and all that stuff needs And I'm going to go through that list, but that has to have a place. I don't care if it's a shelf in your closet. I don't care if it's a drawer in your dresser. But that stuff needs to be in there and you need to seal around it. The seal keeps things out. <laughs> and it keeps that stuff from reaching out with the energy that, that's imbued in it. Alright? It's just that simple. Um, if you are going to do something like, you know, let's say you got a gazebo outside. And you are going to commit to doing something on that gazebo. The first thing that you need to do is is what I said with the Epsom salts. Go around the outside of it with the Epsom salts and water outside the gazebo. And then on the inside of the gazebo, along the handrails, make sure it connects. So if you have to go around an upright post, make sure you use that oil. I use a paintbrush, y'all. Just take that paintbrush and make a continuous line from the entrance all the way around the gazebo, back to the entrance, and then seal it off across the entrance right and the way that you have to do that is like if you're using a gazebo you'll have to go from the from the floor you can go all the way around the gazebo right and then you go on around the handrail all the way around and then you come down that gap where you would step into the gazebo you come down that upright to the floor and across and you make sure it's sealed so I have now told you about how to protect yourself and how to seal a space. All right? My hand, I favor nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing absent from your lives that are needed. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.